Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, hey, have you, have you ever felt like you're being watched? See, in 2017, I was 18 years old. I was starting university, I was studying archaeology or paleontology or <laughs> or something history related. It's difficult to remember now. <laughs> anyway, it's not important. What what is important is that sometime in my first few weeks, I dropped my phone. There it is, the big catalyst. Doesn't seem like much, right? Well, dropping my phone wasn't the issue. See, the issue issue was the damage that it caused. See, the phone had ended up functionally speaking, perfectly fine. Everything still worked, touchscreen was fine, not even a crack. I vaguely remember being initially relieved. See, there was... There was, however, one problem. Right at, right at the bottom of my screen, a white bar had appeared, about a centimeter tall, spanning the width of my phone. This bar flashed constantly, always flickering, bright as hell, regardless of my brightness setting, and I swore that I'd get it fixed. But, well, never did. Beyond being incredibly annoying and hurting my eyes late at night, the flashing didn't interfere with my life too much. I hadn't been sleeping well, and in hindsight, it was probably the bright strobe-like light that I'd held up to my face for extended periods of time in the middle of the night to blame, but I didn't think about that at the time. I just carried on as usual. Wake up, look at phone, be annoyed at flashing, get up, wash, get dressed, look at phone, go to university, look at phone, come home, look at phone, relax, look at phone, try to sleep, look at phone, be annoyed by flashing, and eventually, collapse of exhaustion, and then repeat. So this continued for about a week or two until something, something quite out of the ordinary happened. I remember I was sitting around somewhere or other, having lunch with a course mate of mine. I forget her name now. She was, she was nattering on as we ate, and I was scrolling through my phone, bar ever flashing. I looked up, and for a split second, for a split second, I caught a glimpse of what I could only describe as a shimmering behind her. I blinked. Nothing. Blinked again. Still nothing. Hmm. Must have been nothing, then. An afterimage, like, like the sort that you'd see if you'd been staring at the sun and then suddenly looked away. Too much, too much of staring at the bloody flashing bar. Should have gotten it repaired. But I didn't. I carried on as usual. Then, two days later, whilst I was crossing the street on my way home from a, a day of lectures, I saw a shimmering white form out of the corner of my eye, following right behind a man passing me on the road. I stopped, I stared at it. Following him, the, sh- the shimmering with my eyes, only until the, the blaring of a car horn startled me back to my senses. I, I remember I apologized with a hand wave to the driver that I had obscured, but then, then when I looked back at the man with the, with the white behind him, he was gone. I, I, didn't, I didn't think too much of it. I'll walk home, I guess. I guess I just rationalized it. I rationalized it away somehow. Although it, I mean, I can't remember how, I just recall getting home, and I proceeded with my mundane day, as I always would. 
Next day, I went back to university for a lecture. The entire time I sat and I watched as my, my lecturer paced up and down the stage, all the while being followed by a shimmering white form. There it is again. This time, it didn't leave when I took my eyes from it. Now, I rationalized this again, thinking that it was just an afterimage. I mean, the, the flashing had obviously damaged my eyes. It's, it only appeared to be following him because my eyes were following him. Of course, I left the hall at the end of the lecture and I walked home again. Only really concerned with that horrific eye surgery that I'd have to suffer in order to fix this. But as I did, I saw another shimmering. Right behind a fellow student. No, it, two. Uh, another over there. Oh, wait, three. Four. No, I, I could see upwards of ten individuals. Shimmering forms, all, all following behind people. What the hell is wrong with me? I hurried home that day, seeing more of the forms that were starting to freak me out, so I locked myself away in my room, I reached for my phone, and I began to Google symptoms for all manner of eye problems. I, and <laughs> I ended up looking for a few hours, that damn bar flashing painfully bright the whole time, and by the morning of the next day, there were... They were everywhere. All I could see was a vast, shifting sea of, of shimmery, white, wispy mass clouding each and every person's head. Everybody, my friends, my teachers, the people on the street, the only person who didn't was myself and, and people in cars that seemed to be free of the clouds too. As far as I could tell, I kept quiet about it. I didn't know why. I mean, I guess I thought that it would seem insane or my friends would make fun of me or, or some other silly reason, but I kept quiet. So they must have thought that it'd blow over. It'd, it'd all be alright in the morning. It, it wasn't quite. See, I stayed up all night looking at my phone, searching for a million explanations. I poured my eyes across countless medical websites, articles, videos. I looked at environmental reports and NASA files. I drove into conspiracy theories and, and Scientology, and, and eventually I found myself at an Old Testament, Souls. I mean, of course, I could be seeing souls. <laughs> then why didn't I have one? I'd stare into the mirror. Nope. No soul. But of course. Of course I have a soul. Must be somewhere. It must be something else. You know, angels? It could be. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm seeing guardian angels watching over people, but I don't have one. And maybe that's why I can see them. Maybe. Maybe I'm without. I don't know. So I kept searching, all the way into the late morning, the, the whole time the bar of broken LEDs on my phone kept blinking away, straining my eyes, hurting my head. The angels. I discovered angels. I hadn't discovered something pure and good, I, I, dissembled, I stumbled upon something twisted. I'd left my room to eat, but not, not before looking out my window and overwhelmed with relief upon discovering that I could no longer see any of the angels anymore. Everybody was alone again. Everything was normal. Confident that I'd just been sleep deprived, I headed out my bedroom door towards the kitchen, bumping into my friend Hannah in the hallway. I, th I think I went mad then. Behind her was an angel. I mean, I'm, no, not an angel. It was a thing. It was a human thing, just barely. Clad only in a sickly green clad only in its sickly gray skin, like like milk on the turn. Thin, decrepit, tight skin, drawn taut over sharp bone. 
had long legs ending in wiry, gnarled feet, and putrid arms that tapered off at a long, sharp fingernails. It was suspended about a foot from the ground, floating. It, it jittered. It, it jittered and jerked and shook and twisted in a constant, sickening motion, moving wholly unnaturally like the body of a man as he slowly choked to death in the end of a, of a hangman's noose. It twisted and it writhed and it shook all the way up to its head. It, its wrinkled skin was perfectly, unnaturally still, in a horrifying contrast to the constant blood-curdling motion of its body and its face. God, its putrid, gaunt, skeletal face was still as death itself, but it screamed. It screamed and it screamed and it screamed, but there was no sound. And, oh, its eyes... Hollow, empty, black pits were staring. They were staring hard and hatefully right, right into the back of Hannah's skull. I filled its empty, soundless screams with my own. I don't remember much of the day after that, and apparently I was inconsolable. I was screaming and crying, fighting off anybody who came near me, even the paramedics who arrived after Hannah called an ambulance. I know why I did it, though, because, because everyone had one. All of you have one. Just an inch behind your head is a screaming, twisting, hateful thing, and you can't even see it. But I can. So began my two years of treatment and rehabilitation. It was hard at first. I, I tried to explain what I saw, what I what I could see, what I could what I can still see, but nobody believed me. I mean they listened. They listened patiently. They nodded their heads. They smiled sympathetically, but they didn't believe me. I, mean, I don't really blame them. Every day, doctors, nurses, they would come to me to talk, to listen, to give me medication, but all I could do was stare at the monsters that danced the hangman's dance behind their backs. Stare into those empty, hateful eyes or down their open, screeching throats, and I noticed they were all different. I mean, the others... That's what I started calling them. Some were men, some were women. They, they had different hair, they had different heights. Although, they always were appropriate for the size of those they clung to. They were all different. As every person you know is unique from one another. They, they all did the same thing, though. They all jittered. They all followed directly behind their host. All their heads are perfectly still. And they screamed silently. The only time their position changed was when they weren't... There wasn't enough room for their floating bodies to be directly behind the host, like somebody leaning against a wall in this case. The other's bodies would splay itself into an available space, such as the upper wall above the host. Even if the host slept with the top of their head pressed to their, their headboard or a pillow, the others would just move to scream its soulless scream directly in the person's face. I can't, I can't begin to describe how horrifying the look on their faces. And eventually... As my treatment progressed, I grew more and more accustomed to their presence. I began to stop telling people about the others. I knew nobody really listened, and so I accepted their diagnosis. Paranoia, schizophrenia. I pretended to start getting better. I realized I can't see the others anymore if I look at somebody through glass, such as window or a pair of glasses, so I got myself a pair for style glasses. And after a year of close observation and hospitalization, I was eventually allowed to return home, live with my parents. All seemed to be going, be going well for a while. I even taught myself to go out without the glasses. 
seeing people and their others. Oh, I was getting better. I was getting used to everything. I was surviving. Until I... Until I realized something. See, if everyone has... Has one. I have one too. Scopathesia. It's, it's the... The sensation that you think you're being watched, or rather, stared at. So all of us feel it from time to time, most of us. Most of us realize that we're not being watched, we just simply move on. But we are. All of us, all the time. Everybody else is lucky enough not to know, but I know. So I know I have an other. I know it's watching me. I know it's, it's right behind me. Staring into me, screaming at me. I know it hates me and it follows me and it's it's always there no matter where I am I can't sleep anymore every time I close my eyes I imagine it's staring at me and I haven't I haven't slept in two days my head aches I want to tear my teeth out of my mouth which brings us finally to today sorry I wasn't sure how to write this whole thing. I had to finally find a way to tell my story. The others, the others are out there and they're watching us all. And you might, you might call me crazy, but I have to know what my other looks like. I need to find out what it is. I need to understand it. I can't, I can't keep going without seeing it. And so today I'm, I'm making the leap. I'm sorry to everybody who helps me. I don't, if it, if I don't make it back, but I need to know, how can I live without seeing the other, the thing that clings to my back, even if I, if I'm ever to understand it, I need to make myself as like it as possible. I need to see my other. So today, today, I'm dancing the hangman's dance. We're all being watched. We always have been. By Vini. Hey there, kids, and happy holidays. It's me, Mr. Creepypasta. And I just wanted to tell you guys thank you for watching tonight's video. If you enjoy watching videos here on YouTube, then you should check out the Mr. Creepypasta Storytime Podcast, which is available on Spotify and on iTunes and on Google Play and everywhere like that. If you enjoy listening to Mr. Creepypasta Storytime Podcast, you'll enjoy watching it on YouTube because it's the same show. You guys are both hearing the exact same thing at the exact same time. Also, thank you guys for supporting me on Patreon or on Popbase. You guys who are the top supporters on Patreon, especially, thank you so much, like Joey Gilbert, Jordan Alexander Sanchez, Wayne Milstead, Chaminsky, Ken Lando Higuchi, Brianna Ventine Jensen, Stephen Van Huss, Tristan Pelton, G Weevil 3, Diana Krauss, Asia, The Red Oak Shield Virus, Sandy Barney, Nico Kyle, Caleb Dougal, Daniel Paulson, Dante Rao, Last Blade Song, The Ginger Bros, Don Mulemeister, Eliminator 86, Nubsky, Finley E. Hopkins, Steampunk Center, Rafael Rodriguez, Optimistic Avocado, and Dr. Strawberry. Everyone there, as well as in the description down below. Thank you guys so much. If you'd like to also follow me on Popbase, where you can get a couple of different updates here and there and play games along with me, then you can do so on your phone. It's on Android and on Apple. And if you guys are looking for something like a hot beverage, such as, say, a tea for 
the cold winter months, then my wife is still selling teas over at etsy.com slash shop slash ivory monocle tea, including a Mr. Creepypasta tea that has me on it dabbing. Don't actually, actually, if you do order that tea, request that sticker because we made it, but she didn't want me to put it on the, on the tea. She said it wasn't professional. I think it's the, whatever. Check back throughout the entirety of the holiday season for more horror stories every single day. Forever. Sweet dreams, kids. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.